This is a diet of Brussels. Bananas. Bananas have a long and storied history in European integration for reasons which don't really need to bother us at this stage. Suffice to say that if you're so minded, you can spend a long afternoon or indeed a long weekend reading all about the EU's competence in banana exports and regulations and imports and all kinds of things. But that's not really why I'm talking about bananas today. Today I'm talking about bananas because it's a way into thinking about why the EU does the things it does. You've doubtless all heard the stories about Brussels being responsible for uh, regulating the curvature and the colour of bananas and thought, that's ridiculous. And it is. It is ridiculous that uh, the EU spends time and effort thinking about such things. Because it does. I'm not going to tell you that it doesn't, because uh, it does. However, we need to think a bit more carefully about this. The key question to ask is, why does the EU involve itself in the curvature and the colour of bananas? Well, quite simply, it's because member states involve themselves in the colour and the curvature of bananas. It would be nice to think that nobody had ever regulated the world of bananas before the EU came along, but a moment's reflection will uh, make you think and realise that this is not actually the case. Just as it's ridiculous for there to be European regulation of bananas, it's also ridiculous to think that there were many sets of national regulations on bananas. And this is a way into thinking about why the EU does the kinds of things it does. If you're trying to integrate markets, trying to reduce barriers to trade, then one of the simpler things you can do, the less political and contentious things, is to remove the kind of technical barriers that exist. And one of the technical barriers, very minor, is different standards in bananas. So you replace a whole set of national barriers, or national regulations rather, with a single set of European regulations. Now, that's really the reason why uh, a lot of the technical things that take place in the European Union do take place. It's not that it's invented out of thin air and that these things never bothered anyone before. It's that they bothered people in a different kind of way. And it's merely that somebody has chosen to highlight the uh, existence of banana regulation uh, as a way of, uh, if you like, questioning the validity and the utility of the EU. But it also highlights a different problem. At one level level bananas are trivial and inconsequential this is a technical exercise at another level though and the reason why you know about it and remember it is that it feels odd it feels strange to have somebody else making a decision about something so trivial and it's not always trivial it might seem uh, largely irrelevant how curvy your banana is but if somebody tells you that you can't have prawn cocktail crisps or any of the other stories that you've heard over the years then you start to wonder whether there's an agenda behind all of this now agendas are difficult things but i think it's probably more accurate to say that for most people involved in the production of this legislation and this regulation, there isn't an agenda. They see a set of barriers. And for most of the time, the people who are involved in this process uh, are working in a technical capacity, that there isn't a political agenda behind it, some uh, dark secret plan.
Where the problem lies is that there's not always a fine appreciation of the role of these technical questions in uh, local uh, political and social cultures. So if someone tells you that you can't eat anything because it's no longer health, you know, it meets, doesn't meet a health and safety regulation, then you're likely to feel uh, a little bit pissed off, frankly. And again, this really raises one of the key issues for the EU, which is the distance between the EU and the citizens. And in future episodes, we'll talk a bit more about how that distance exists and how we might overcome it.